Unbound Theatre presents Sounds and Sweet Airs, the complete works of William Shakespeare. Romeo and Juliet, Act One. Two households, both alike in dignity, in fair Verona where we lay our scene, from ancient grudge break to new mutiny, where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. From forth the fatal loins of these two foes, a pair of star-crossed lovers take their life, whose misadventured piteous overthrows do, with their death, bury their parents' strife. The fearful passage of their death-marked love and the continuance of their parents' rage, which, but their children's end naught could remove, is now the two hours' traffic of our stage, which, if you with patient ears attend, what here shall miss, our toil shall strive to mend. Part fools! Put up your swords, you know not what you do. What? Art thou drawn among these heartless hinds? Turn thee, Benvolio, look upon thy death. I do but keep the peace. Put up thy sword, or manage it to part these men with me. What? Drawn and talk of peace? I hate the word, as I hate hell, all Montagues, and thee. Have it thee, coward. What noise is this? Give me my long sword, hope. A crutch, a crutch. Why call you from a sword? For my sword, I say. Old Montague is come and flourishes his blade in spite of me. Thou villain Capulet, hold me not. Let me go. Thou shalt not stir a foot to seek a foe. Rebellious subjects, enemies to peace, profaners of this neighbour's stained steel, will they not hear? What ho, you men, you beasts, that quench the fire of your pernicious rage with purple fountains issuing from your veins? On pain of torture from those bloody hands, throw your mistempered weapons to the ground and hear the sentence of your moved prince. Free civil brawls, bread of an airy word, by thee, old Capulet and Montague, have thrice disturbed the quiet of our streets. If ever you disturb our streets again, your lies shall pay the forfeit of the peace. For this time, all the rest depart away. You, Capulet, shall go along with me, and Montague, come you this afternoon to know our further pleasure in this case. Once more, on pain of death, all men depart. Oh, where is Romeo? Saw you him today? Right glad I am he was not at this fray. Madam... An hour before the worshipped sun peered forth the golden window of the east, a troubled mind drove me to walk abroad, where, underneath the grove of sycamore, so early walking, did I see your son. Many a morning hath he there been seen, with tears augmenting the fresh morning dew. Away from the light steals home my heavy son, and private in his chamber pens himself, shuts up his window, locks fair daylight out, and makes himself an artificial night. Black and portentous must this humour prove, Unless good counsel may the cause remove. My noble uncle, do you know the cause? I neither know it, nor can learn of him. See where he comes, so please you step aside. I'll know his grievance, or be much denied. Good morrow, cousin. Is the day so young? But 
News struck nine. Ay me, sad hours seem long. Was that my father that went hence so fast? It was. What sadness lengthens Romeo's hours? Not having that which having makes them short. In love? Out. Of love. Out of her favour where I am in love. Alas, that love so gentle in his view should be so tyrannous and rough in proof. Alas, that love whose view is muffled still should, without eyes, see pathways to his will. Where shall we dine? Oh me, what fray was here? Yet tell me not, for I have heard it all. Here's much to do with hate, but more with love. Why, then, O oh brawling love, O oh loving hate, O oh anything of nothing first create, O oh heavy lightness, serious vanity, misshapen chaos of well-seeming forms, feather of lead, bright smoke, cold fire, sick health, still waking sleep, that is not what it is. This love feel I, that feel no love in this. Dost thou not laugh? No, cuz, I rather weep. Good heart at what? At thy good heart's oppression. Why, such is love's transgression. Griefs of mine own lie heavy in my breast, which thou wilt propagate to have it pressed with more of thine. This love that thou hast shown doth add more grief to too much of mine own. Love is a smoke raised with the fume of sighs, being purged, a fire sparkling in lovers' eyes. Being vexed to see, nourished with lovers' tears, what is it else? A madness most discreet, a choking gall, and a preserving sweet. Farewell, my cuz. Soft, I will go along, and if you leave me so, you do me wrong. Tut, I've lost myself. I am not here, this is not Romeo, he's some otherwhere. Tell me in sadness, who is that you love? What, shall I groan and tell thee? Groan? Why no, but sadly tell me who. In sadness, cousin, I do love a woman. I aimed so near when I supposed you loved. A right good markman, and she's fair I love. Our right fair mark, fair cos, is soonest hit. Well, in that hit you miss. She'll not be hit with Cupid's arrow, she hath Diane's wit. And, in strong proof of chastity, well-armed, from love's weak childish bow, she lives unharmed. Then she hath sworn that she will still live chaste? She hath, and in that sparring makes huge waste. She hath forsworn to love, and in that vow do I live dead that live to tell it now. Be ruled by me. Forget to think of her. Oh, teach me how I should forget to think. By giving liberty unto thine eyes. Examine other beauties. Tis the way to call hers exquisite in question more. These happy masks that kiss fair ladies' brows being black put us in mind they hide the fair. He that is struck and blind cannot forget the precious treasure of his eyesight lost. Show me a mistress that is passing fair. What doth her beauty serve but as a note where I may read who'd pass that passing fair? Farewell. Thou canst not teach me to forget. I'll pay that doctrine or else die in debt. But Montague is bound as well as I, in penalty alike. It is not hard, I think, for men so old as we to keep the peace. Of honourable reckoning are you both, and tis pity you lived at odds so long. But now, my lord, what say you to my suit? By saying, oh, what I have said before. My child is yet a stranger in the world. Let two more summers wither in their pride, ere we may think her ripe to be a bride. Younger than she are happy mother's maid. And too soon marred are those so early made. She is the hopeful lady of my earth. But woo her, gentle Paris, get her heart. My will to her consent is but a part. 
and she agree, within her scope of choice, lies my consent and fair recording voice. This night I hold an old accustomed feast, whereto I have invited many a guest, such as I love, and you are invited. One more, most welcome to my house. At my poor house, look to behold this night, earth-treading stars that make dark heaven light. Such comforters do lusty young men feel when well-apparelled April on the heel of limping winter treads. <laughs> Even such delight among fresh female buds shall you this night inherit at my house. <laughs> Hear all, all see, and like her most whose merit most shall be. Go, sirrah, trudge about through fair Verona, find those persons out whose names are written there, and to them say, my house and welcome on their pleasure stay. Tut, man, one fire burns out another's burning. One pain is lessened by another's anguish. Turn giddy and be halt backward turning. One desperate grief cures with another's languish. Take thou some new infection to thy eye, and the rank poison of the old will die. Your plantain leaf is excellent for that. For what, I pray thee? For your broken shin. Why, Romeo, art thou mad? Not mad, but bound more than a madman is. Shut up in prison, kept without my food, whipped and tormented and... Godin, good fellow. Godin, Godin. I pray, sir, can you read? I, mine own fortune in my misery. Perhaps you have learned it without book, but I pray, can you read a, th a thing you see? Aye, if I know the letters and the language. Ye say honestly, rest you merry. Stay, fellow, I can read. Signor Martino and his wife and daughters, Mercutio and his brother Valentine, my fair niece Rosaline, Livia, Signor Valencia and his cousin Tybalt, Lucio and the lively Helena. A fair assembly. Whither should they come? My master's. Indeed, I should have asked you that before. Now I'll tell you without asking. My master is the great rich Capulet, and if you be not of the house of Montague, I pray, uh, come and crush a cup of wine. Rest you merry. At this same ancient feast of Capulets sops the fair Rosaline, whom thou so lovest, with all the admired beauties of Verona. Go thither, and with unattained eye, compare her face with some that I shall show, and I will make thee think thy swan a crow. One fairer than my love. The all-seeing sun ne'er saw her match since first the world begun. Tut, you saw her fair, none else being by, herself poised with herself in either eye. I'll go along. No such sight to be shown, but to rejoice in splendour of mine own. Nurse, where's my daughter? Call her forth to me. I bade her come. What lamb? What ladybird? Oh, God forbid, where's this girl? What Juliet? How now? Who calls? Your mother. Madam, I am here. What is your will? This is the matter. Nurse, give leave a while. We must talk in secret. Oh, nurse, come back again. I, I have remembered me. Thou's here, our counsel. Thou knows my daughter's of a pretty age. Faith, I can tell her age unto an hour. Susan and she, oh, God rest all Christian souls, were of an age. Well, Susan is with God. She was too good for me. I remember it well. Tis since the earthquake and she was weaned. I never shall forget it. Of all the days of the year, upon that day, for I had then laid wormwood to my dug, sitting in the sun under the dovehouse wall, uh, my lord and you were then at Mantua. Oh, nay, I do bear a brain. But 
As I said, when it did taste the wormwood on the nipple of my dug and felt it bitter, pretty fool to see it tetchy and fall out with the dug. Shake, quoth the dug house, twas no need I trow to bid me trudge. She could have run and waddled all about, for even the day before she broke her brow, and then my husband, God be with his soul, I was a merry man, took up the child. Yea, quoth he, dost thou fall upon thy face? Thou wilt fall backward when thou hast more wit, wilt thou not, Jewel? And by my holy dame, the pretty wretch left crying and said, Aye, <laughs> to see now how a jest shall come about. I warrant, and I should live a thousand years, I never should forget it. Wilt thou not, Jewel? quoth he. And pretty fool, it stinted and said, Aye, and stint thou too, I pray thee, nurse, say I. Peace I have done. God mark thee to his grace. Thou wast the prettiest babe that e'er I nursed. And I might live to see thee married once, I have my wish. Marry that marry is the very theme I came to talk of. Tell me, daughter Juliet, how stands your disposition to be married? It is an honour that I dream not of. An honour? Were not I thine only nurse, I would say thou hadst sucked wisdom from thy teat. Well, think of marriage now. Younger than you here in Verona, ladies of esteem are made already mothers. By my count, I was your mother much upon these years that you are now a maid. Thus, then, in brief, the valiant Paris seeks you for his love. Oh, a man, young lady. Lady, such a man as all the world... Why, he's a man of wax. Verona's summer hath not such a flower. Nay, he's a flower. In faith, a very flower. What say you? Can you love the gentleman? This night you shall behold him at our feast. Read o'er the volume of young Paris's face and find delight writ there with beauty's pen. Examine every married lineament and see how one another lends content. And what obscured in this fair volume lies, find written in the margent of his eyes. This precious book of love, this unbound lover, to beautify him only lacks a cover. That book in many's eyes doth share the glory that in gold clasp locks in the golden story. So shall you share all that he doth possess by having him, making yourself no less. No less? Nay. Bigger women grow by men. Speak briefly. Can you like of Paris's love? I'll look to like, if looking liking move. But no more deep will I indart mine eye than your consent give strength to make it fly. Madam, the guests are come. I beseech you, follow straight. We follow thee. Juliet, the county stays. Go, girl. Seek happy nights to happy days. Give me a torch. I'm not for this ambling, being but heavy. I will bear the light. Nay, gentle Romeo, we must have you dance. Not I, believe me. You have dancing shoes with nimble soles. I have a soul of lead, so stakes me to the ground I cannot move. You are a lover. Borrow Cupid's wings and soar with them above a common bound. I am too sore and pierced with his shaft, to soar with his light feathers, and so bound I cannot bound a pitch above dull woe. Under love's heavy burden do I sink. And to sink in it, should you burden love, too great oppression for a tender thing. Is love a tender thing? It is too rough, too rude, too boisterous, and it pricks like thorn. If love be rough with you, be rough with love. 
Prick love for pricking, and you beat love down. Come, every man, betake him to his legs. A torch for me. Let wanton's light of heart tickle the senseless rushes with their heels, for I am proverbed with a grandsire phrase. I'll be a candle holder and look on. The game was ne'er so fair, and I am done. Come, we burn daylight, ho! And we mean well in going to this mask, but tis no wit to go. <sighs> Why, may one ask? I dreamed a dream tonight. Uh, and so did I. Well, what was yours? That dreamers often lie. In bed, asleep, while they do dream things true. Oh, then I see Queen Mab hath been with you. She is the fairy's midwife, and she comes in shape no bigger than an agate stone on the forefinger of an alderman, drawn with a team of little atomies athwart men's noses as they lie asleep. Her chariot is an empty hazelnut, made by the joiner squirrel or old grub, time out of mind the fairy's coachmakers. Her wagon spokes, made of long spider's legs, the cover of the wings of grasshoppers, the traces of the smallest spider's web, the collars of the moonshine's watery beams, her whip whoosh, of cricket's bone, the lash of film, her wagoner a small grey-coated gnat, not so big as a round little worm pricked from the lazy finger of a maid. And in this state she gallops, night by night, through lovers' brains, and then they dream of love, or courtiers' knees that dream on curtsies straight. Or a lawyer's fingers who straight dream on fees. Or a lady's lips who straight on kisses dream, which oft the angry mab with blisters plagues, because their breaths with sweetmeats tainted are. Sometimes she gallops o'er a soldier's neck, and then dreams he of cutting foreign throats, of breeches, ambuscados, Spanish blades, of healths five fathoms deep, and then anon drums in his ear at which he starts and wakes, and, being thus frighted, swears a prayer or two, and sleeps again. This is that very Mab that plats the manes of horses in the night, and bakes the elf-locks in foul sluttish hairs, which, once untangled, much misfortune bodes. This is the hag, when maids lie on their backs, that presses them, uh -huh, and learns them first to bear, making them women of good carriage. This is she. Peace, peace, Mercutio, peace. Thou talkst of nothing. True. I talk of dreams, which are the children of an idle brain, begot of nothing but vain fantasy, which is as thin of substance as the air, and even more inconstant than the wind, who woos even now the frozen bosom of the north, and being angered puffs away from thence, turning his face, to the dew-dropping south. This wind you talk of blows us from ourselves. Supper is done, and we shall come too late. I fear too early, for my mind misgives some consequence yet hanging in the stars, but he that hath the steerage of my course direct my sail. On, lusty gentlemen. Welcome, gentlemen. I have seen the day that I have worn a visor and could tell a whispering tale in a fair lady's ear such as would please. <laughs> Tis gone. Tis gone. Tis gone. Come, musicians, play. What lady is that? 
which doth enrich the hand of yonder knight. Oh, she doth teach the torches to burn bright. It seems she hangs upon the cheek of night like a rich jewel in an Ethiop's ear. Beauty too rich for use, for earth too dear. So shows a snowy dove trooping with crows, as yonder lady o'er her fellows shows. The measure done, I'll watch her place of stand, and, touching hers, make blessed my rude hand. Did my heart love till now? Forswear its sight, for I ne'er saw true beauty till this night. This, by his voice, should be a Montague. Fetch me my rapier. Why, how now, kinsman? Wherefore storm you so? Uncle, this is a Montague, our foe. Young Romeo is hither come in spite to scorn at our solemnity this night. Content thee, gentle cars, let him alone. He bears him like a portly gentleman, and to say truth, Verona brags of him to be a virtuous and well-governed youth. I would not, for the wealth of all the town here in my house, do him disparagement, therefore be patient. Take no note of him. I will not endure him. He shall be endured. Am I the master here or you? You'll make a mutiny among my guests. Why, Uncle, tis a shame. For shame, I'll make you quiet. Patience perforce with willful collar meeting makes my flesh tremble in their different greeting. I will withdraw, but this intrusion shall now seeming sweet convert to bitter gall. If I profane with my unworthiest hand this holy shrine, the gentle fine is this, my lips, two blushing pilgrims, ready stand to smooth that rough touch with a tender kiss. Good pilgrim, you do wrong your hand too much, which mannerly devotion shows in this, for saints have hands that pilgrims' hands do touch, and palm to palm is holy palmer's kiss. Have not saints lips, and holy palmers too? Aye, pilgrim. Lips that they must use in prayer. Oh, then, dear saint, let lips do what hands do. They pray, grant thou, lest faith turn to despair. Saints do not move, though grant for prayer's sake. Then move not, while my prayer's effect I take. Thus from my lips by yours my sin is purged. Then have my lips the sin that they have took. Sin from thy lips? Oh, trespass sweetly urged, give me my sin again. <laughs> You kiss by the book. Madam, your mother craves a word with you. What is her mother? Mary Bachelor. Her mother is the lady of the house. Is she a Capulet? Oh, dear account, my life is my foe's debt. Away. Be gone. The sport is at the best. Aye, so I fear. The more is my unrest. Nurse, what is yon gentleman that would not dance? I know not. Go ask his name. If he be married, my grave is like to be my wedding bed. His name is Romeo, and a Montague, the only son of your great enemy. My only love sprung from my only hate. Too early seen, unknown, and known too late. Prodigious birth of love it is to me that I must love a loathed enemy. What's this? What's this? A, a rhyme I learned even now of one I danced with all. Come, let's away. The strangers all are gone.
Romeo and Juliet was written by William Shakespeare. It starred Jack Frank as Romeo, Mimi Brown as Juliet, Chris Roby as Friar Lawrence, Beric Garrett as Benvolio, Brian Murray as Mercutio, Stephen J. Davis as Capulet, Joe Pratt as Lady Capulet, Teresa Ross as the nurse, Andrew Shaw as Tybalt, Andrew Faber as Montague, Jackie Dan as Lady Montague, Philip Donnelly as the Prince, Jade Harris Tyler as Paris, and John North as the Messenger. Sound recording was by Gareth Johnson and music by Randaldo and Cirque Nouvelle. It was produced and directed by Dario Knight for Unbound. <laughs>